0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: Law, New World Order, FEMA camps, guillotines, aliens, UFOs, fallen angels, Anunnaki, their Earth will never be the same again. And at that
2: your future, yet you're the ones he's speaking to, only those with discernment, not blinded by this world, can see what is the obvious, turn into one. What he thinks is right in his own eyes. Ignore the truth. Leaders talk about future war. It's now just to push your way. Judgment is about to fall on men Only the just Can stand the day. Men led by evil spirits. That come from the other side. Lead them destructive in It's all written in His holy word Judgment comes upon the lost. time to waste, run to the throne. drink the life of this age, feels too small to believe, greater future for the lust, glad by sin they call you to join them. from to the order that Satan has. To sell their soul For a chance to receive his phone
3: Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I pray that everybody praises your holy name for who you are, just to adore you for who you are, to be absolutely in love with you, to be able to see, because again, the cosmology of, of all of creation, the impossible, incredible artwork that is associated with the nebulas and the, the makeup of the universe and, and that which we're able to see and, 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 and only imagine that which we are not able to see. And it's just so amazing, Father, to be able to see, to be able to physically see and to relate to how all of these amazing uh, parts of creation ultimately ought to, and as we would expect, would add up to part of what we will all become. Uh, as we rule and reign with jesus, uh, hopefully if that you know providing that we are appropriately chosen and positioned within the kingdom as we hope uh, the, the 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 magnitude magnitude of the opportunity is so huge and so amazing that somehow, if we could just wake up in the morning and remind ourselves of how. huge and amazing this opportunity is, how much easier it would be for us to be able to make it through the days that we have to endure and go through, and how trivial it would make all of the challenges and the things that we are going through uh, truly seem and uh and 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 be in and, and appropriately align them uh with uh with with the the delta that's associated with why we're here and and where we're going and we just praise you to for helping us to understand these things for also for limiting to some of us I pray in Jesus name that we are we're touched by your spirit in such a manner and I thank you for touching my spirit in that manner to be willing and curious to dabble in it to be interested in the vast mysteries associated with these things, but at the same time not to get too lost in it and to be and to find ourselves you know uh spending like I used to uh endless hours uh searching on uh testimonies of super soldiers and underground uh bases and under ocean bases and uh extremely advanced alien technologies and fallen angelic. Technologies and just becoming lost in those rabbit holes to, holes to a point where my interest and my true love, my first love, really was to discover those mysteries and to swim around in that swir- that whirlpool, that riptide of those mysteries, and not really seeking you. And I just praise you, Father, for uh, taking away that that that. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a hunger and a thirst for the mysteries of our existence that can overwhelm us. It can take a priority in our lives that is that, that really dethrones Jesus as our first love. It dethrones and, and prevents us from falling completely in love with you. It stops our progression from uh, uh, ultimately being maybe even qualified or considered to be part of the Bride of Jesus Christ. Um, the last, will be first and the first will be last, and and there's no place in the Bible that says anything about rewards uh, and inheritance for, uh, you know, having uh, learned some of these advanced concepts, uh, you know, even to the extent that we hope that we've uh, learned them, and I just praise you for breaking me away from it, Father, and I pray that there are others, I know that there always have been over the last 12 years doing the program, there always has been uh, dynamics where when we would talk about, about, you know these advanced mysteries the reptilians the uh, three days of darkness and all of this you know the the, the, the stuff that is is imminent in our future uh, to some people's futures and hopefully not ours um, that you know father it's so easy to get lost in that labyrinth and pull there's this magnetic pull that draws us in, and it can be very damaging. It can really hold us back from draw, uh, drawing in closer to you, spending a, an, a, a proportionate amount of time, in, or a, actually I would say a disproportionate amount of time, in the secret place of the Most High, desirous of time alone with you, desirous of time to be in that um, that energy field of praise, that stargate, of praise that is uh is is really what we are when we are participating appropriately in the godhead and are totally head over heels in love with you and uh Jesus is our first love when when those priorities are in order then suddenly all this other really interesting but nevertheless comparatively unimportant stuff um you know it doesn't take priority and we are able to balance and actually intentionally misbalance our um adoration for you the time that we want to spend with you the time that we want to spend with you jesus the time that we want to spend learning the scripture and being immersed in the scripture and being ready and and praising you and being supercharged by the glory of the revival energy that is out there and just to be one to desperately be a part of it and to be obedient to you and to bring in that final harvest or bring in the harvest that is available at this time the final harvest being almost certainly the one uh, more appropriately uh, associated with the three days of darkness and uh, the wheat harvest father and we just pray in jesus name that we are found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth stand directly before you jesus the son of man and that we are not just called but we are chosen and that we do make the barley harvest the first watch the first fruits the uh, first fruits rescue mission and that we do it and but but because we truly deserve it because we have prioritized our love for you and the time that we want to spend with you and the time that we want to spend in prayer, serving the kingdom appropriately and we just praise your holy name when we thank you when we pray for our fellow brothers and sisters who are just beginning to wake up or have only woken up to a certain degree in their walk, and they're still stuck in that riptide of mystery knowledge or mystery information associated with the cosmology of our existence. And we ask you, Father, to anoint them, to touch them, to pull them into the secret place of the Most High so that they do not miss either. I pray in Jesus' name for a tenfold blessing for any listener of this radio show, past, present, or future, that has so much as mentioned me in a prayer to you, Father God, in Jesus' name of provision, of divine protection, Father God, of an, an anointing that will cause them to draw in closer to you than ever before, to truly become immersed in, in the love and protection and trust that is associated with our walk with you. And I pray in Jesus' name that not one of the listeners of this program, again, again, past, present, or future, will not make the barley harvest because that is bar none, bar none, the most important thing that all of us must be focusing on right now because we are getting so close that really there's there's nothing stopping, really, there, I mean, short of some hypothesis uh, associated with, uh, you know, do not harm the oil or the wine at the end of the third seal, we really are not certain of when uh, that time will be which means it could be any time, and we have to be at the ready right now and we praise you for that and now to him our lord jesus who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory father with exceeding joy and to you father our savior who alone is wise be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen Well, praise God, thank you, Jesus. I gotta turn off this Twitter, this finely tuned Twitter feed because it can be very distracting. I have a. I don't know what this guy's saying here. So, uh, one of the uh, uh, pretty well-known uh, Christian websites that's been around for a long time is pointing out that there. It, it is, I'm just going to read it to you because I don't believe in writing anybody out or any of this kind of stuff uh, for good reason because they can turn around and repent and then you're sitting there holding the bag and you know then Jesus said. Judge not that he e be judged. Well, if a if, if pastor is doing something that he shouldn't be doing or saying something that he shouldn't be saying, and he turns around and repents, um, I can tell you, and I'll say this because it's a good thing to say about a fellow brother. Uh, and I was on the phone with, this is just how serious this is. And this is just how serious it is that you might be caught holding the bag, ratting out a – matter of fact, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it, you know, because I'm just not going to, because I was told by the Lord not to do it. And I know why. Uh, The Lord later, about eight, nine, ten years later, uh, I found myself uh, on a Saturday night. I'm always by myself. Um, And um, uh, this particular Saturday night, I got a telephone call from a pastor who was uh, attending and participating in. He was actually sent. Uh, on a Todd White revival that was occurring in Orlando, and um, the reason why he called me, I was just standing in my kitchen, kind of pacing back and forth like I do when I get in and an, get into an an intense phone call. And um, he said, uh, "Todd White's got uh, you know he's doing deliverance out, and we got this one woman that's out on the stage, and we can't get her delivered. What do you think is wrong with her?" <clears throat> And, um, you know, because they were casting devils out like crazy and all that, and, and they had this one woman that they couldn't deliver. And I told him very promptly that you're dealing with SRADID in this case. Uh, you're not going to be able to get her delivered on the stage. Um, and, uh, you know, uh it it requires a lot more than just you know in the name of Jesus I bind and cast you out you devils of death you know you just it, it's much more complex uh, so s r a d i d Deliverance can take years because uh, in the when they traumatize the victim, such as Elena who's joining us tonight, or uh, brother Robert vanreas Mitchell uh, then tra- i 'm not going to tell you the kinds of things that they do to them because it 's absolutely horrible sometimes once in a while Robert will let it slip out some of the things that they 've done to him. But it's absolutely beyond – it's so disgusting and horrible, you really just don't want to repeat it. So anyway, all that being said, then what it happens is it traumatizes the young person, and then the young person had their souls split. Okay, their souls split. So the closest that the normal human being will come across that soul-splitting experience – is when you're, let's say for example, an excellent example would be you're in a car accident, and it's a really serious car accident. Um, Let's say people die in the car accident, and you're one of the people in the car, but you didn't die, but people around you were dying, blood everywhere, glass flying. I'm just absolutely the worst possible car accident you can ever imagine. What will happen is the next day when you're in hospital and you're in recovery, the doctors will ask you naturally, because it's a normal thing and they know about it, you know, what do you remember? And quite frankly, uh, the vast majority of time, the people that are asked such questions that have been through that traumatic experience will say, I don't remember anything. What happened? Why am I here? Well, that is precisely what satanic ritual abuse and the resulting disassociative identity disorder, used to be known as MPD or multiple personality disorder, that's precisely what it is. So when a person's in a car accident or something really bad or a fire or whatever, and they're in the hospital the next day, and, they, and people are like, do you remember anything from last night? And they say, no, I don't remember anything that is it right there but that is a normal occurrence of SRADID and that uh, and I shouldn't use that term in that case because what that is is that's God's normal human protection that he has built into all of us to protect us from the worst part of the trauma Okay so you know God will make it so that our minds do not remember you know the you know our best friends heads being decapitated by the flying board that came off the back of the Truck, you know, in front of us before the accident occurred. You know, you won't remember that trauma. You won't remember that person being decapitated, you know, best friend being, de- being decapitated. And that's a gift from God. But as we know with all, virtually every gift from God, which is why it says in Titus 1, verse 15, to the pure, all things are pure. Satan has no original ideas, which is one of the true things that the church typically does say, and they're right about that. Um, and what he does, though, is he contorts it. He twists it, and he figures out some evil way to take advantage of those things, um, and it's the same with other behaviors. I'm not going to get into the big old list of behaviors that people get themselves into very commonly nowadays that are going to lead them directly. If they're Christians, it's going to throw them directly into the Great Tribulation. Um, but the um in Satan's army knows that they can tr- sufficiently traumatize an individual over and over again. And that, that when the mind blocks out that event, they go into a state of trauma, the mind forgets that event. And at that moment in time, the soul of that individual is actually split into a separate room now, they can do that soul-splitting, traumatizing activity over and over again, many, 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 sometimes hundreds, hundreds of times with one individual. And when they split the soul, when the person goes into a state of trauma protection, which is of God, then they do satanic, Ugachaga. Weird, creepy, ceremonial things, and they inject very powerful demons into those soul rooms. Now, of course, when a normal human, you know, a normal person is hasn't been abused, comes, you know, wakes up from the car accident, and a few days go by, they're not going, they're still not going to remember the de- the decapitation of their friend in the front front of the car. They will. They st- there's a lot of things in that accident that they will never remember. Okay, and that is uh taken advantage of by Satan during S R E D I D ceremonies because their intention is that they don't want the individual to remember the creepy, weird ceremonies that they did. They will only want to instill or inject upon or into their minds or their soul room, into their altars where the demons are. They want to inject trigger words. So if they are a, you know, super soldier, you know, somebody can pick up the phone in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning and say, A, B, C, D, and a person like, automatically goes into an altered state. The demons take over. Uh, They have some gun hidden away somewhere and they take it over to somebody's house and they kill them because that's what they're programmed to do. That's what the individual that came after me was programmed to do was to kill me. Um, But, you know, that's just what they do. That's just how it works. Um, And, but anyway, um, you know, so, so I told uh, this pastor that was, At the live Todd White revival in Orlando, on the phone with me, I said, "Yeah, you're dealing with somebody that has S R A D I D. The demons are trapped inside of various soul rooms. And while you may be able to cast out one, you know, one of the demons that are in the core personality, which is their main personality, their normal personality, you will not be able to get to the demons that are hidden inside the other soul rooms, or, the, or you could just say the multi, you know, the other personalities. They refer to them as." Alters or altered states or whatever, so um uh you know, I explained that to him over the phone. And he tells me, he says to me, oh, he's like, he's very thankful. He's like, thank you very much. That's so great. I'm so glad that you knew the answer to that. You know, there's a lot of commotion in the background. You can hear Todd White and people cheering and stuff because he's right behind the curtain while this whole thing is going on. Well, in the meantime, he tells me he's standing. Now, by the way, the only reason I'm using this person's name publicly, especially publicly, is because this is positive. This is a really good thing, and I think everybody should know about it. Hallelujah. What a wonderful testimony this is. So there he is at the Todd White concert behind you know the curtain while they're delivering people like crazy. And he says, you're not going to believe what I am seeing right now. And I'm like, you know, and I know this guy pretty well. You know, we did a lot of shows together. And um, he, uh, he he goes, I am looking over to my side here and – Benny Hinn is on his knees, bawling his eyes out, repenting for prosperity doctrine teaching. Did you hear what I just said? So here he was at the Todd White concert. He's listening to Todd talking and all this. He gets convicted. He goes on his knees. This is Benny Hinn. And he's crying. He's bawling gigantic alligator tears and begging God to forgive him. For, you know the traditional twist, uh, the Satanic twist of prosperity doctrine, which is, you know, give us money and you're going to get healed. That kind of stuff. Well, anyway, um, and so Benny Hinn is like crying and bawling before God and asking for forgiveness, and all of a sudden it was like, my, ding, 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 and it hit me, and I, I got it. It was like I knew God had told me never to speak bad about anybody that is a fellow brother or sister in Christ, no matter how naughty they are. See, we think we're ratting them out. We think we're warning other fellows, brothers, and sisters by naming them by name. The problem is when they, if they are brought to repentance. Now only you are dripping in sin. Now you are full of iniquity. Now you and you alone have to answer to Jesus Christ for judging that individual because that other person's had his iniquity and sins blotted out. And you're sitting there holding the bag. You got all your YouTube videos out there. You got all your websites out there. You've written all these articles about these naughty, naughty, bad Christians and stuff. And you've called them out because you felt it was your duty. And you know what? You're going to be one of the saddest people in heaven. One of the very deep. You'll be one of those that are wailing and gnashing their teeth. Yup. But so many Christians don't get it. They don't understand it. And it it breaks my heart because that's one of the most dangerous parts about social media. Social media literally invites that sort of horrible behavior because people are not forward thinking. They think they're doing God a service. That's why John sixteen two says they will come I mean they they will kick you out of the synagogues. Yes, there will come a day when they even kill you because they think that they have done a God done God a service. But they do this because they have not known the love and the forgiveness of the Father nor me. You see? And it's sad. There's going to be gazillions of Christians that do awful, terrible, awful things in the days to come. And uh, hopefully we're all, you know, in front of our prayer chairs, on our knees, just seeking God in tears and praying uh, as hard as we can, because that's where we belong, that somebody's got to be doing that. You know, there will be some people that will be out in revivals and they'll be marching through the streets and waving their hands and praising Jesus. That's great. That's great. There will be people doing all sorts of different things um you know i don't know what's going to happen and how long any of us are going to be here and how bad things are going to get before we leave uh assuming that we all make the first fruits barley harvest which is right after that big copper shaped spherical spaceship mothership thing arrives about three to four weeks after that um which is you know hard to exactly position the precise time so again it's (laughs) It could be imminent, but I'm still predicting because of don't harm the oil or the wine statement at the end of the third seal that we're going to be here at least, while we also know that we have to be here until the Antichrist is revealed. And I'm not talking about you having heard from one brother or sister or having had a vision that Obama was the Antichrist. That doesn't count. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not the revealing of the antichrist. The revealing of the antichrist. you've got to remember that the words in the Bible are global. They're, the scope of the Bible is all the Christians in the world. Okay, so when it says that God sends a strong delusion so that they, the unrighteous, will believe the lie, that strong delusion will be seen by everybody on the earth, all eight billion. Uh, might be a little bit less than that after the bioweapon attack against us. But um, who knows? But the point I'm trying to make as clear as possible is when when you read the scripture and you see power signs, lying wonders, you know, uh uh the revealing of uh you know uh the, the essentially the antichrist in 2 Thessalonians 2, etc. and the strong delusion, all those things have to happen before the first rescue mission before the barley harvest, the first fruits, the first watch, and then uh, World War III breaks loose, gets real bad. We don't know how long that stretches. You know, the fourth heel, and 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 the, and then ultimately, then we enter. The world will enter into the sixth heel, which starts off with the meteor hitting the Earth and causing the great earthquake, and um, and then you've got the uh, destruction of Babylon the Great, the United States with nuclear weapons. Uh, Which is why it says, you know, that the sky will roll up uh, like a scroll. Um, And, you know, these are high-level metaphors, but they are targeting key major, major horrific judgment events that occur during the Day of the Lord. Praise God. And it's fascinating, too, because when you find all of these things in the scripture and you start to piece it all together like a puzzle and you start to figure out the order of those events and also the overlap of those events, the fact that the great earthquake in Revelation chapter six verse twelve is also the same great earthquake as is during the Gog and Magog invasion in Ezekiel thirty-eight. I believe it's verse around about forty-one or so. But you just read Ezekiel thirty-eight carefully, and you'll spot it mentions a great earthquake. It, it's talking about Israel at first. But then it kind of pans out in the description and then explains that the great earthquake was actually worldwide. So that's how you immediately know that that great earthquake in Ezekiel 38 is the same great earthquake that occurs in Revelation 6.12 just prior to the day of the Lord which occurs in the middle of the sixth seal and includes the destruction of the United States of Babylon the Great by the submarine-launched nuclear missiles of the Russian Federation praise God, which was seen by Henry Gruver, A.A. Allen, uh, Dimitri Dudeman, and others. All right, praise Jesus. So when you get to piece those together, it's pretty impressive. But um, anyway, yeah, I wanted to share with you here, I I was flipping through my Twitter, and there's a a Christian that's been out there almost as long as Tribulation Now has been out there who has a website, and he's spending an awful lot of time writing out other Christians. Now, I I know, I understand he's trying to do a good thing. The problem is, sadly, he doesn't understand the ramifications to himself and the others that he has affected negatively because Jesus will hold him accountable for every single other Christian that he tripped up as well. And that is a fearsome, horrible thing to have to face. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether or not you were right or wrong. What matters is that you judged. All right, praise God. Hopefully that that sunk in a little bit because there's a lot of there has been now for oh goodness gracious, uh, real heavily since Trump uh, had the you know 2016 and maybe even a little before then, but really heavily since 2016 there have been. I, Oh my goodness, folks! Let me tell you, a lot of a lot of the people were guests have been guests on this radio show. A lot of the people that are out there poking each other in the eye, calling each other names, disparaging each other's ministries, and they're doing it publicly on social media, and that is absolutely forbidden by God. It's not not okay. That's when it, why the scripture says, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, they will know you by how much you love one another. They will know that you are my disciples because of how much you love one another. So what does that say about the people that don't show love for one another?
4: Hmm?
3: Well, they're definitely not disciples of Jesus. That's for sure. All right, praise God, thank you, and I just hope that they all repent in time, and I hope that not one of us missed the barley harvest, and everybody repents. Praise God, and gets you know we all got to be examining ourselves, we all got to be spending more time in the secret place of the most high we got to be ramping up our prayer time, we got to be changing our habits well, i'm I'm working on things that i'm dealing with myself i'm still coming out of the fog associated with the the job situation, and um you know it, it takes time uh To acclimate and to get to a place of normalcy and i'm I'm in that process. I had a really awesome, super powerful prayer time and communion with the Lord this morning, which was great um and uh i um i uh, uh so I'm on track, so praise God for that. I hope I don't slip and fall along the way, you know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, though he may fall, he will not be utterly cast down because the Lord will have him with his hand praise God. But on the other side of that, you know, I, I, I hope I don't. I don't want to. I want to keep on getting stronger, closer. We should all desire that. We need to be desirous of that. So while, you know, I'm not telling you not to pursue the mysteries of the Bible. Absolutely not. Um, but I am telling you, I am strongly recommending and passionately out of love recommend recommending that when doing so you get yourself a timer or something. I have one in my desk right here. I have a true timer. It's, it, heck, it cost me like eight bucks. It was all of like eight bucks. It's digital and I can preset it to like three minutes. I can set it to 30 or I can set it to an hour. And I just press a little button and it counts down. And when it hits an hour, it goes, you know, you can set yourself a timer. What you don't want to do is do what I did back in 2009, and bury yourselves in that, bur- bury yourself in that stuff to the detriment of your walk with the Lord. Because we have run out of time. God picked me for this. Dubiously, it. There's a lot of blessings associated with what the Lord has shown me and taught me, and it helps me to be able to at a very, very high speed be able to tell people things that the Lord has revealed to me over 12 years, okay? And that's really neat, neat and everything, you know, with a, with a, with a uh, you know, margin of error. I don't expect that 100% of everything that I have deduced and stitched together is correct. But that was my calling. That was what the Lord called me to do. and he And our Father was merciful enough to me to have me go through all that, uh rip uh you know it's a it's a strong suction it is it's a strong, strong suction that pulls you down into rabbit holes, and boy, let me tell you they never end, they really never end i i I would estimate that I have probably spent no less than eight to ten thousand dollars on d v d s books uh you name it over the last twelve years in pursuit of doing what god has chosen me to do, all right? But also the Lord has been merciful enough to me to beat my butt with a big metaphorical leather strap behind the barn like nobody's business. I don't think I know anybody that's been through the crummy stuff that I've had to go through in the refiner's fire and in chastening. And I can tell you it hurts, and I don't even like to think about it because it is indeed traumatizing. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but by putting me through those things, God was able to whip me in the shape and help me to understand very quickly that I better stop right now, you know, spending time, too much time on super soldiers and not enough time seeking him. And unfortunately for the folks that are waking up just now, that's going to be a very, very hard lesson to learn. And they will probably be late, which is why in Matthew 25, the foolish virgins were not able to give the wine. To um, the the uh, I'm sorry the the wise virgins were not you know the foolish virgins like you know give us some of your wine give us some of your wine and uh, I'm sorry your oil some of your oil and I'm a little bit tired I had a long day but anyway um uh, and and they said oh well well we can essentially they said we can't we can't you're going to have to go get your own well that's the problem it takes time sanctification takes time learning and being and being coming. Becoming a part of that secret place of the Most High, that immersion and praise, that that place that you don't want to leave no matter what, that hunger and thirst for being in that place in the first place. I mean, that that is not – that doesn't happen in a year. It doesn't. It takes time. And that's – unfortunately, that's going to be to the demise of our fellow brothers and sisters who missed the boat. They didn't, for whatever reason, they did not, um, uh, you know, wake up quickly enough. Perhaps they got sucked into some really neat super soldier videos or whatever, and um, they missed it. In the meantime, that big spaceship shows up. The three weeks go by. the, The first fruits barley harvest takes place, and they're still sitting here going, oh, wow, look, NASA's on the air saying the aliens took all of the people and believe in it without realizing that it was actually the first fruits rapture. While the big, round, copper-shaped Death Star spherical spaceship was on television in every single one of 195 countries, 243 with island nations included, praise God, that, they're not going to know any better. Because here's the thing, the, the only people that hear the trumpet sound first off this notion that pastors and preachers and people that try to figure things out and stuff they have this idea in their head that you know it's, it's a particular trumpet that's identified in Revelation, and they try to equate the rapture with the occurrence of one of the trumpets in the trumpet judgment section after Revelation 6.17. That is, that is false. That is a false, completely misled understanding of the concept of hearing the sound of the trumpet when we leave, when we depart. Only, only those who are leaving – hear the sound of the trumpet. None of the other Christians do. None of the foolish virgins do. They just go, wow, everybody's gone. You know, my my mom is gone. My Aunt Sally is gone. They were all such good Christians. I wonder how God could let them get sucked up into the spaceship because that's exactly what's going to probably happen. There may be a teeny-weeny-weeny little percentage of them that put two and two together and go, wait a minute. My, God would not have allowed that to happen to my mom. She was the best anointed, Holy spirit tongue-speaking, Jesus-praising Christian I've ever seen in my life. There's no possible way that God would have allowed her to get sucked up by some bunch of aliens, and they might put two and two together and go, whoa. But the problem is the church teaches about one rapture event. So, again, my... My belief is strongly that any of the Christians that are left on the earth after the barley harvest occurs, the first watch, the first fruits rescue mission will be completely ignorant, completely unaware, and they will be setting ducks. But they will also still have the opportunity to make the absolute final harvest, the wheat harvest, uh, In the mid- it occurs actually right after the three days of darkness. So I'm trying to make myself a mental note to uh, focus on the three days of darkness event in the middle of the day of the Lord. Uh, on the next solo radio program that I do, because I have a ton of information on that. And believe me, that'll fill up (laughs) plenty of time. Hallelujah. So anyway, praise God. I just wanted to share all of that with you, uh, because it uh, is pregnant with um, very, very important information for all of us, because the fact of the matter is, I don't think we've ever been in a state of true imminence like we are right now. Doesn't mean that it won't take a couple more years. It won't take three years, four years, five years. It won't be twenty, twenty-seven, whatever. We don't know. We don't know what we've got to go through. We don't know how long it's going to take for us to go through what we've got to go through. We don't know. But the state of imminence, that is being at the ready, knowing that it could possibly happen anytime, has finally come. And that is amazing. Because for the last 12 years, I have not been able to say that not with this level of surety. You know, I am positive of what I am saying. And I do still stick to, to st- stick to my position that we're going to have to we were going to have to see everything in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 happen. Rise of the Antichrist, uh, you know, power signs and land wonders and a strong delusion so that they will believe lie which will be the arrival of the aliens on force. And we talked a little bit about that, you know, the uh, 10 kings that had no kingdom. And it wasn't, you know, it was given, the power was given to those ten kings by the beast. Well, that would be Obama. Get it? And the ten kings without a kingdom are what? Probably Anunnaki kings. All right? But if you don't understand these things and understand that they have a major role to play in the end times, you wouldn't have a clue. So you'd be pumping out your thirty nine ninety five, you know, buy my thirty-nine ninety five uh exposition on the Book of Revelation and you will learn everything you ever needed to know about the fact that the locusts are really helicopters. No. Um if you don't have the pieces of the puzzle, how are you gonna put the puzzle together? Right. So anyway, praise God. Um uh and, and I, I hope that some little bit of this, you know, dialogue um, has uh, meant something to you and maybe cautioned you a little bit about some behaviors that I have no doubt that we have all been seeing off and on now and then uh, or continuously if you hang out on Facebook too much, which I think is dangerous for your salvation, quite frankly. Um, But anyway, um, uh, but uh, that, 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 that you got something positive from it and that you can adjust your priorities. Like I, God brought me to the place where I needed to do... He he made me. He he made me adjust my priorities. You have to understand that, okay? And that's quite different than someone who's just kind of sort of waking up to some of these things and probing around. Because those are those are whirlpools. They'll slurp you right down into the world. It'll be, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be something you're going to be able to easily. So now's the time to be putting two-thirds of your spare time into reading this, the New Testament especially the New Testament, and also putting two-thirds of your time into spending time alone with Jesus, praising him. If you can speak in tongues, speak in tongues. If you can't speak in tongues, please go back to the, do a search and find the uh, prayer vigil that I did on how to speak in tongues. Uh, Some people did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit from that show. It's really not that complicated. God wants to give it to you, but the problem is the church isn't doing it anymore. All right, but anyway, but if you can speak in tongues, by all means, do that. Spend time with the Lord. Praise his Holy Spirit name, if, you, if you're not head over, over heels in love with our, our father as we, you are committed to be, and you must be, then that's bad, and you're not going to make the barley harvest. You're not going to make it. You're going to be stuck here for some really ugly stuff. And so, you know, you really got to get those priorities in order. You need to seek God. You need to be honest and just straight up with him and say, look, Father, I don't love you like I need to love you. I, please help me fall in love with you. Please, I beg you, Father. The Bible term is to beseech the Father, but it means to beg. Um, you know, to it, 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 it doesn't have the connotation that the word beg has, but you know what I'm saying. It, it's that level of intensity. And that's where you need to be. Get full of that love. Let that love overflow inside of you. Seek the Lord Jesus. Seek our Father. Seek the love. Seek your love of them. And when that relationship matures, that love overflows and it becomes works. And those works are what we're rewarded for. Those works are what... Give us our inheritance in heaven. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's why Jesus said, behold, I come quickly and my works are, are, I'm sorry, my rewards are with me to give to each according to their work. Okay, which can be prayer. It can be praise. I, I, it can be, pr- well, prayer and praise go hand in hand. But I'm just saying it can be, it, it's a lot more than just, you know, it's bearing fruit and you're more likely to bear fruit by fervent prayer especially that which is which you utilizes well you know proper good strong spiritual warfare tactics when you are that type of a prayer warrior it is highly likely that you will bear more fruit than any 500 preachers with a megaphone i'm going to say that again one determined person who loves our father with all of his heart, his mind and heart, her mind or soul, you know, either, you know, is in love with Jesus as their first love and is a fervent prayer warrior that uses spiritual warfare tactics along with praying for the lost across the world. Like we do in the prayer vigil quite frequently That I believe with all of my heart. I'm certain of it. I'm absolutely certain of it. You will bear more fruit with those prayers than any 500 preachers with a megaphone. Because I don't know about you. But the last time I saw a preacher with a megaphone was outside the Hillsborough County Courthouse in downtown uh, Tampa, Florida. And let me tell you, it weren't nobody paying him no attention. I mean, maybe in 30 minutes that I stood out there waiting, you know, because I had some time before I had to go in. uh, Maybe it was 20. I don't know. But I'm just saying I think one person in all that time just took a pamphlet. What happened to the pamphlet 10 minutes later? We don't know. So, again, Prayer is such a gift from God, and it's where we all need to be right now. We cannot miss. We can not miss. Any of you listening to this program right now misses the first fruits barley harvest. Then I've dorked up my job, and I don't want to dork up my job. That's just like Paul used to say all the time to the different churches he he would say in so many words he would say that you are my crowns, you know you are my rewards, you people in that church, you're my you're that that's why it's so important to me that you're successful in your walk and your sanctification in Christ because you are my fruit. Uh, so I, I'm telling you folks, I pray fervently for every single one of you, and my heart will be broken if any one of you that I am aware of is out there that has written me an email at jbaptist777 at com, even one, I'll remember your name, I do, and I pray for all of you, and I, my, I'm telling you, I will be absolutely crushed if any one of you misses. Get the sin out now constantly repent constantly examine yourself constantly beseech the father in tears for help and praise him praise him and praise him again over and over every single day for a whole year if you got to because that answer is gonna come and right about the time that you stop praising him for that answer is when he was about to give it to you And then you lost it. And it's your bad. Never stop praising God for your answer because it is coming. You might not think so and you might get tired. You might get all kinds of discouraged and everything else. That comes with being a human. But guess what? You never stop praising his name because he's going to give you that answer unless you stop praising him. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And on that note, uh, let me see. You're gonna take a look at the time. Oh my goodness, as always. Uh running a little bit behind time, so kids, I am sorry, but we're gonna skip over the the jokes for you. Yeah, well. Nina boo boo, nina boo boo. That's just too bad. Spanky stop, oh, for crying out loud. Oh my gosh, I don't know. No, I'm not I gotta go into the news, kids. Um, praise Jesus, and here we go. Ladies
4: and gentlemen. May I have your attention, please?
2: It's not normal. It's just wrong! Uh, wrong. It's not normal. Is Game over.
3: All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This is absolutely brilliant, so brilliant that I actually uh, answered her. Now, the question is, does she actually look at the answers or the comments that people make underneath her Twitter post? Um, I don't know if she does. You know, I'll I'll admit it. I mean, sometimes it's so voluminous that you're just like, you you don't have the time to look at all of them. And then along the journey, as you're reading the various responses, there's so many snarky, mean, evil people out there that, you know, it brings you down, and then you just stop looking. All right, but anyway, I'm going to start out with her testimony. Laura, she – she, her and Marjorie Taylor Greene are my favorites, although I like Representative uh, 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 Boebert, uh, Lauren Bobert, uh She's my favorite because she right in front of everybody, publicly, all the time. She's like, praise Jesus. Now, the one thing she's got going against her is she's very pro-gun, and uh, all I can say is, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray fervently before you. I ask you, please, Father, any Christian out there that's been duped by the misunderstanding and the misinterpretation of your Scripture in such a manner that they would do something so evil and act so unChrist-like that they would pick up a gun and shoot another human instead of using the power of the name of of Jesus against the demons that control the attackers as we ought. Father, please, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every single gun that they pick up turns red hot, burns their hands horribly, and they throw it on the ground and realize it was you telling them no. In the name of Jesus, I pray this for all of them. Amen. All right, praise God, and I do that all the time, in, uh during my morning prayers as well. All right, praise you, because I don't want to see—I just don't want to see bad things happen to people that misunderstand stuff, and you know, whatever. Because so many people misunderstand stuff. All right, praise God. So let, anyway, let's listen to uh, Laura Lauren Boebert is uh, just ripping into Congress, and uh, th- this is good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this. I actually liked it so much, I um, I commented—I actually commented on it. Anyway, let's go ahead and listen to this. Here we go. Wait a minute. Uh Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. How much you want to believe that I didn't flip the little flippy switch that I'm supposed to – that's it. I didn't flip the flippy switch. Shame on me. All right. Hold on a second. Let me bring this back here, and here we go. Wait. Also, let me bring this volume up. Okay, there we go. Here we go.
5: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I am in support of this bill. Um, I I just wanted to um, briefly comment on the ranking member's uh, remarks. You know, he he mentioned that uh, we want to have a government um, that's able to put out truthful information. Well, we've experienced a government that's put out very, very false information that has harmed people the past two years. And you are going after American citizens for asking questions. Uh, These are the people who were censored on social media platforms. And come to find out, we were right about origins of COVID. We were right about it being a lab leak. Um, The American citizens who were questioning uh, the efficacy of masks and lockdowns and vaccines and boosters and so on and so on, and even all of the hospital, uh, 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 everything that happened in the hospitals to treat COVID-19 and even the number of patients who had COVID-19 and died of COVID-19, how that was inflated, all of these questions that the American people were asking, they were censored, they were shut down, they were removed from social media, they were suspended, they were banned, and you want a government that just can put out truthful information? Well, how about allowing the real government, the people, to ask questions seek answers and not be silenced in the process while well, they are completely being lied to by their federal government, by the people who were put in these positions. And it, it, this, this bill is addressing exactly that. Americans need to be able to ask these questions. They have the right to receive information about what's going on in our country and around the world, where things are coming from, how it's going to affect their children, their children's education, um, how it's going to uh, affect their health. Physically, this is what we are addressing. The American people were silenced for three years because of what China has done and because of our federal government colluding to cover up what China released into the globe. So we want American citizens to, yes, have a government put out truthful information and also the people are the check on the government to say, hey, is that right? Is that accurate? Something seems off here. I have a question. Here's some information that I found out because, hey, federal government, maybe you don't know everything. Mr. Chairman, I yield and I support the bill. All right.
3: Well, anyway, so she she opened up a can of piney and she was right, kind of. Okay, mostly right. She was in the high ninety percentiles of corrected correct information, and it needed to be said. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to. It it's going to land. We the, the 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 DOJ is owned. Uh, the, the 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 Hydra t- tentacles are everywhere, uh, and it's so sad that. Something so truthful will probably ultimately result in a whole lot of nothing. All right, Uh, you know, because it's got, you know, the shape-shifting reptilian entity that that poops its pants and refers to itself as Biden and is under the control of Obama the Antichrist isn't going to let it through. Okay, you understand? So at the end of the day, great oratory, but so it moved me. Very strongly, I was like, oh, man, I can't let this one go by because she said, you know, she had said that it was from China. That's actually false information. China didn't do it. So what I wrote to her was – and it it went to – GOP Republican Oversight Committee and Representative Boebert directly. And I said, you know, I have my little my little picture, you know, on Twitter is the actual Johnny John the Baptist John the Baptist, the real one, dressed in, you know, sackcloth and all that weirdness, you know, the the the, the hair, the hair outfit, and um, holding his hand out saying come to Jesus, you know, that kind of thing. So that's that's the actual. And then I just call myself John Baptist, right? So anyway, So what I said in my response was, well, unfortunately, the origin was not China. It was Fauci, it was Gates, and it was the N-A-I-A-D through the Ecosystem Grant and Obama, all capital letters, A-N-D, Obama. Dash, where are the Nuremberg trials? That's what I said. Then I followed it up with a, one more treat, and I said, please, in the name of Jesus, read this book. And the title of the book is The Truth About Wuhan, How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in History by Dr. Andrew G. Huff. Dr. Andrew G. Huff was a former EcoHealth Alliance vice president, and senior scientist. So he was actually involved in all this gain-of-function action and the funding from the NAID, uh and Fauci and all that. He was involved in that intimately. He was involved in the gain-of-function creation of the, of the uh, virus. Long, 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 long before it was released. You understand what I'm saying? So it came from the United States of Babylon the Great. The money, the funding, the virus, the whole deal, it all came from here. It wasn't China. They are just getting paid. They were being used. Uh, as uh, the same way that the Ukraine people are being, it's just novel. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. All right, the next one is kind of cool, and Lauren Boebert Boebert, uh, actually uh, published this on her Twitter feed, and then she said right underneath it, she said, praise the Lord! (laughs) So I got a lot of respect for her because she's pretty much the only lawmaker in all of Washington, D.C. that overtly praises Jesus in public. The only one. Isn't that a shame? Anyway, so um, let me just go ahead and play this. This is about a uh, revival that is now scheduled to take place uh, in downtown Washington, D.C. So these revivals are catching on everywhere. They're not perfect. They have unperfect people there some of them are a little bit too permissive with who they you know but look again folks this is the rise of the bride it is going to be imperfect the bride is imperfect and you know we should be praising god right along with them all right so anyway let me go ahead and uh bring this up so you can hear the little snippet on it here we go mm-hmm.
6: In America is no longer wishful thinking. It is now becoming our reality. As the early rumblings of awakening are being felt across the nation, we are gathering on Thursday, March 9th, in the ceremonial heart of the nation, the U.S. Capitol rotunda, for a strategic time. For the seven days leading up until that date. We are mobilizing an army of prayer warriors every morning starting March 2nd on Capitol Hill in our ministry headquarters called Camp Allah. At 8.30 a.m., we will prayer walk to the heart of the nation in front of the U.S. Capitol and we will pray for revival, we will pray for awakening, and we're believing for a wave of God's power to hit the U.S. Capitol and everybody
3: that it represents join us together seven
6: days of worship and prayer for
3: revival and awakening in america all right praise god thank you jesus so anyway um cool stuff but remember the darkness rises the antichrist rises as the bride rises so they happen in parallel so it you know anybody's got this impression of course the seven mountains people you know what they're thinking okay uh no, no, that's not what's going to happen. The Antichrist will continue to rise. The evil will continue to rise. The judgments will continue to take place. But the revivals will continue as well. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, the next headline up. All right, this was from uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, and they called it breaking news. It says the House just voted, and I think this is great, the House just voted to block Joe Biden's woke ESG rule. There you go, environmental, social, and governance rule, which would let Wall Street use your retirement savings to fund left-wing political causes. I wish that McCarthy – I'm glad that he did it, but I wish he really knew just how sinister, sickening, and unbelievably evil ESG actually is. But you know what? If he doesn't and he still blocks it, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, all right? Uh, Because you know what? I would think that every one of us would want to get evacuated off this alien demon infested rock before the ESG stuff kicks in, which is the equivalent of the Chinese social score system because um, uh, stuff is going to get so bad when that happens. I I can't even imagine the horror of being alive then and subject to it. Um, Like the Chinese social scoring system right now, If you score below a certain score, all the planes, all the public transportation, all the trains, all the um, town squares, whatever, they put up huge monitors and they shame the people and they just rotate their images one right after the other, telling everybody what an evil person that person is and why they had a low social score. So... It, that that's going to drive people to take the mark of the bees. Let me tell you something. This, this is the mark. This it, It's not the physical, actual mark. It's not the electronic tattoo that will be on the right hand that makes the final interface from the 5G to the, um, you know, the uh, metal nanoparticle particulate inside uh, the shot that people are all walking around with, but – uh, it's 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 the predecessor. It's all the stuff when the scripture says, "And he, the beast, will cause people to take them." That's it. ESG is the cause. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now let's listen to this. This is kind of sad, but this is a guy by the name of Stu Peters, uh, uh, and he uh, he's uh, doing a spot here on. This is just for Canada. Just. Okay, it's about Canadian children suddenly dying from the jab.
7: Well, even though she was a girl, Presley Clara Rose Wilchuck loved to play football. Her team, the Regina Victoria's, won the 2022 Prairie Girls Football League with Presley playing at defensive back. And at the team's award banquet, she was named the most improved player. That is the last award that she will receive because in mid-January, Presley died suddenly at just 13 years old. Jeremy Rindau loved to play youth hockey with his team in Quebec, but on January 3rd, he died suddenly at just 10 years old. Slade Smith was just 7 years old when he died suddenly after a four-day illness. Ayla Grace Loseth was just 9 years old when she developed flu-like symptoms, went into the hospital. She was discharged only to be sent home and die suddenly from what doctors say was a case of strep A. Danielle Mai Cabana also caught the flu along with her sisters in early November. Well, after her sisters got better, Danielle was still sick. She was taken to the ICU where her parents were informed that she had developed, guess what, myocarditis due to the flu. Doctors proceeded to operate on her heart, but a few days later, she died of a massive stroke. She was just six years old. Eric Homersham was 13 when he collapsed and died abruptly at a school basketball tryout. And on and on and on. All of these children dead suddenly in just the last few months.
3: Okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up is Obama says we are too stupid to rule ourselves. And by the way, this audio bite has been around for a really long time. But let me tell you something. He means it. And so do the entities that, you know, this whole – anyway, let's listen to this clip.
7: And for the international order that we have worked for generations to build, ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. The order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign.
3: Now, who does that sound like, the words Klaus Schwab? Putting it together? I hope you are. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up, glory to God. Nigeria blocked 73 million mobile phones in a security clampdown. What do you know? Well, why is that? Because they decided they were going to push out the national digital identity, the national ID, okay, and uh, and they wanted everybody to get it. And there, and a whole bunch of the Nigerians said, no, I don't want anything to do with it. I ain't playing your daggone game, Klaus Schwab. And they, they shut down all 73 million. Of their mobile phones remotely, they were cut off from everything. Their online banking, everything that they do, be able to call their parents, be you know, because our dependency on a mobile phone nowadays is absolutely horrific. I mean, think about it, man. Regular pots phones, which pots means plain old telephone system, the 24 volt phones that we used to all have when we grew up, you know, but it, 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 we don't have that anymore. I mean, there may be a few of you out there that still have one of those relics, and I'm sure that the Smithsonian's calling you like every three days going, we have some plexiglass for your phone. But anyway, um, as a general rule, they don't exist anymore. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up scroll in this is some teeny weeny text ah doggone it yeah tossum news agency tozneem news agency reports that the united states plans to carry out a false flag operation in the ukraine using toxic agents according to the mil- uh, russian military officials now um i believe it See, you know the one of the things that kind of Really throws me for a loop uh, is when I'm listening to the experts expound upon the war dynamics uh, associated it with in the Ukraine, such as Scott Ritter and uh, you know Colonel Douglas McGregor, et cetera. They'll say things like, "Well, those I got to hand it to the Ukrainians, they're really fighting, putting up a good fight." Th- that you will invariably hear them say that every time they're making their comment. It's not that they're not saying that Russia's Russia's get, not getting ready to stomp them and roll over them like a lawnmower. They are. Okay, that's not it. They're very vocal about how the, quote, Ukrainians are putting up such a good fight. That's bull crap. I'm sorry if you don't like the word crap, and I apologize. I didn't mean to offend anybody, but I'm just saying that's bovine feces. That's big, stinky, smoky, stench-filled bovine feces. Okay, what they're fighting, the Russian Federation isn't fighting Ukrainians. The Russian Federation is fighting United States Special Operations. And CIA personnel, okay, they're using United States special operations, um, electronics, and, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, location systems and all that. They're not fighting Ukrainians. You know, these 16-year-old kids that they're grabbing from their mothers out of their houses and throwing onto the front line are not beating up on the Russian Federation. I wish they would stop saying it. It is not true. It's bull. Bovine feces. Okay. Anyway, oh, what are you gonna do, Lord? Get us out of here, please. Oh, I, you know, at some point. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. Okay, so Michael Savage, most of you know Michael Savage. He has that thing called Savage Nation, and he's getting a little bit older now. Uh, But he's a very, very uh, well-known radio show-type personality, et cetera, media personality. And he points out on Twitter, he says that, uh, hey, I just noticed that Hannity, Sean Hannity, wears a CIA pin and called for preemptive nuclear strikes on Russia. He says, I will never listen to him again. Now, he gets spanked uh, by uh, people in the comments section pretty heavily, like, you know, you're a meathead and, and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know what? What have I been saying about Sean Hannity, Hannity now for years? What have I been saying about... I mean, I'm not looking for you to pat me on the head like a bad Benny, uh, Benny Hill show. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I've been warning people now for at least four years that there's something wrong with Sean Hannity. And there is. He's one of them. And that makes it highly suspicious about Donald Trump because Hannity praised so fervently every time he turned around. Hannity was having a live uh, interview with Donald Trump, and I cannot get out of my head how he how fast he jumped for Operation Warp Speed and you know to have every company out there make uh, respirators as fast as possible, which were the greatest murdering devices ever created. And and I you know I got issues with a lot of that stuff and why is he still bad-mouthing DeSantis? Why does he act like a two-year-old with a poopy pants, diaper? And, you know, and what does that say about the American population and all those out there that worship him like Jesus Christ? What does it say about their intellectual capacity to not even be able to see these things? I just want God to blow this pop stand. I hope, I don't even understand how he can have so much mercy. It's, it's got to be the depth of his love. It's got to be the depth of his love. He sees that people are coming to him. He sees the revival starting to happen. He wants people to come to him. He knows that if he gives them a chance, he gives, waits a little bit longer. But, you know, I, there have been times, many of us, I know it is, in fact, people have written me and told me so, that they have studied the darkness. They have studied the things that are going on in the world. They're keenly aware of this stuff, and they cannot understand for the life of them Themselves, how God could allow this earth to still exist. But he is merciful. <laughs> I'm walking testimony of that. Believe me, God is merciful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. Chinese military put on high alert. The United States is threatened, threatening peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. A Chinese army spokesperson said. Okay, so now now right now the big to-do that is out there right now, and there are protesters going into the United States Congress and speaking out very loudly with signs and yada yada blah blah, because they're what they're doing is they're pushing. Who are they? The global satanic crime syndicate, the WEF, Davos 23, Klaus Schwab, the elites, whatever you want to call these filthy, disgusting entities they are not human don't make that mistake these are tares they grow up alongside the humans and they look like humans but they're not humans okay all right anyway so again the big fuss that's going on out there is imminent war with china they're trying to push it now we're supposedly putting a whole bunch of sanctions out against china it's all part of the plan. When you know what the master plan is, then you just look at it and you go, "Yep, that's what they're doing." While everybody else is freaking out and going, "Oh no, this is going to really start World War III! I can't believe you're doing this! Oh my gosh!" And they're, you know, making signs and going into Congress and congressional buildings and protesting, and you know, and people all over the world. I mean, there's more protests going on right now across the world than I, I don't think historically there is ever ever been anything like what's going on right now. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. U.S. Uh, heading for a national divorce, according to Marjorie Taylor Green. She says that real Americans feel disconnected from Washington. She says when it, uh, whether anyone likes it or not, we are headed for a national divorce, but I don't want a civil war, and it should never come to that. Well, guess what, Marjorie? It's coming. Next one up. Russian president warns of nuclear apocalypse. So basically, Putin holds back, and he doesn't actually say the things outright. He kind of hints around about the potential for it. He leaves it up to Dmitry Medvedev (laughs) to come right out and stick an ice pick in your eye. All right, praise God. And when you know, and when Dmitry Medvedev talks, people ought to listen. You know, like like Ef Hutton. Remember those commercials? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The bike reports uh, of strange powder falling from the sky across multiple states. All we are is dust in the wind, apparently. And then they talk about how local affiliates in Baltimore report that there have been strange particles and particulate falling from the sky. And I'm like, uh, East Palestine, man. <laughs> it's going to fall from the sky for a while. Alright, praise God, thank you Jesus Next one up Ex-White House doctor warns of Biden and the danger of his cognitive decline All I can say is, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, dude, please wake up Will somebody nudge these people and snap them out of it? How can anybody look... What? Uh, forget it, I, I can... I, never mind Alright, praise God, next one up De facto, at war with Russia. Now, of course, we already know this. Okay? Dmitry Peskov says, so all the Russian leaders, you know, ex-presidents, all that, you know, the, they're all coming out and saying, we're at war now. This is no longer a, a uh, special operation. And by the way, you might say, well, what's the difference? Uh, just so you know, war doctrine is very, very different than special operation doctrine special operation doctrine it means that you move slowly deliberately you do only surgical strikes against the enemies and the enemy's weaponry you uh open up humanitarian corridors you bring in water food to the people that are affected War doctrine is very different. The number of acceptable civilian casualties for any given explosion, any given uh, missile, is like uh, 10 or 20 times larger than when you're just doing a special operation. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, the gloves come off. Okay. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying. That's sad that it would have to come to that, but you know, we got really the devil incarnate controlling whatever Biden is, a pants-pooping riddling addict, shape-shifting reptilian from the bowels of Sheol. Uh, anyway, let's go on. Charisma News reports that there is a manifesting trend that has opened the demonic door in the United States of America. Fascinating that Charisma News would re- make such a report with such a headline right in the middle of the report that they are also making regarding the revival activities that are taking place. I find that most wonderful because that confirms the truth. And the truth is that the darkness will rise with the light. It is in Isaiah 60, verses 1, 2, and 3. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. United States doomsday plane capable of ordering world ending nuclear strikes was spotted in Europe. Bum bum bum. Next one up. Jesus Revolution trounces Hollywood box office expectations, beats estimates by more than twofold. I have no doubt that if I watched it, I would see something like an all-inclusive dynamic where, um, you know, come one, come all, come LGBT, LMNOPs, and all you sodomites, and join us because Jesus loves you all. And, you know, I'm sorry, that is going to almost certainly happen. Don't re- don't forget that in, I think it's Matthew 24, but it might be in Luke 21, where Jesus says, you know, they're going to say that, you know, I am over here and, and, you know, people will run and be, you know, and he, Jesus warns us. You know, I call it here a Jesus, there a Jesus, everywhere a Jesus, Jesus. Well, Jesus himself warned us in of Olivet Discourse that that dynamic was, in fact, going to happen. So am I picking on anybody? Am I calling out anything negative? Am I saying? No, I am just simply saying we have been warned by our king. So there will be a lot of this. But It is not our business to judge other people. Any time there's a chance that a total wiped out, suicidal, crack smoking, drug addict from uh, you know uh, uh, David Wilkerson's uh, uh, you know uh, Teen Challenge might come stumbling in the door of a church and be introduced to the saving grace of the Lord Jesus, it is something we should all be praising God for. Okay, hallelujah, praise his name, come one, come all, but please, in Jesus' name, please, in Jesus' name, Father, we pray for an anointing upon the teachers, the preachers, the pastors, the ministers, so that they will awaken and they will help these people understand that it is not okay to behave that way praise you jesus thank you father because otherwise they're going to be duped on an eight-lane freeway right into the pit and the preachers who failed to warn them will be going along with them praise god thank you jesus and on that note let's bring on sister elena here we go Are you there?
0: I am here. How are you?
3: Yay, good. Johnny, um, can you, wow
0: I'm, I'm Can all, you hear me? Yeah.
3: No, I can't. Okay. You sound like you're on the other side of Andromeda. You're really going to have to yell into that phone tonight. I'm kidding. I can hear you fine. Um, uh, no, I'm all happy. Okay. For, I'm happy of. I'm happy for myself because I was able to pick your phone number for the first time after 31 shows together. I was actually able to pick it out of the call doc without having to look it up first.
0: <laughs> so I'm like going, cool. I found it. All
3: right. So that, that's a milestone after for me. After 31 you know. shows, I'm old. just
0: look for all the fives. Just look for all the fives. And all yeah, the, hey,
3: no, you know, when you get to be my age, man, you don't just take a teaspoon of Geritol. You chug the bottle every morning. It gets expensive.
4: Right. Anyway, <laughs> I know, right?
3: It's it, it may not be entirely true. It's definitely funny, but you know what? Um, it's You know, you feel sometimes like it's not too far from the truth, if you know what I mean. Right. But anyway, thank you for joining us. I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. Enjoy sharing what the Lord has placed upon your heart tonight with the, with the audience as the Holy Spirit leads. God bless you for joining us. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Johnny. Well, tonight I think I'm going to talk about the locust and what they've done to me and what they're about to do to the entire world. I have finally figured out what was happening For those seven years, between 2009 and 2014, it has taken me years, which, of course, you know, was a good thing, because I got to learn about the background of my life, and um, so I want to start the show before I get too far in with um, my, my, my blog. Because for some reason, every time I try to give my blog address, I just get stuck. so my blog is at oh look at this it's realms r e a l m s of hope dot wordpress dot com so um I have started a series of posts because I think this is at our door right now. And um, I've put together a bunch of my journals and I've collated some images and all those things that I'm going to be putting up there. I started this kind of with a summary today. Um, But, you know, I would like to say this too because I think there's a little confusion. Um, I'm learning All the time. There is no day in my life where I'm not learning about something. And this country here, like so many of us, when the blinders came off, I fought it because of the amount of programming in my background. But I want to say this, too. This country has raped my body, my soul, and my spirit for the last six-plus decades. I am not a pure-warming, flag-waving, God bless America and Jesus bring me a Cadillac, I paid my tithe type of Christian. Now, all that being said, like many of us, I really believe that this country had brought something to the world that it had never seen before and it did. But the more I look at it, the more I see the underpinnings of what the Freemasons who started this country, of whom my ancestor was one. He was a, a, a just he was a rock child. I just wanted I I prayed for this country as long as I thought Maybe there is a chance, but the Lord showed me different when Joe Biden got in. I called him Judgment Joe for that reason, because this individual is ushering in the darkest days this planet has ever known. So I just wanted to say that real real clearly, because I have gone on this show and testified that you know, I have gone prayer walking over this nation and all those things that I have. As long as I felt there was still a chance, I have grandchildren. I mean, I, I kept praying. But, you know, a very hard, realistic look at what is happening, not just in this country, but clear across the world, it's over. It's, it's done. Put a fork in it. It's, it's gone. It's so and, and it never was there to begin with. We just all thought it was. I mean, for reasons of national security, I was used in ways that are just despicable. But that said, I'm not the only person in this nation. You know. So anyway, I pleaded with God for a while, and then you just got to stop. Nobody has to tell me how screwed up our country is. I know. I have been in the trip seat at Montauk from the time I was in kindergarten. I've been tortured over and over and over again by the military and their buddies, meaning they're off-planet, under-planet type. I've been drugged. I've been cattle prodded. I have scars to this day, and I've been programmed. I'm a victim of pedophilia, both at home, because they have their minions do that at home, and on the bases. I've been dragged out of school, out of my bed, out of my home, out of my life for decades. My father was a wicked high-level government contractor with ultra-high clearance. You know, they got three, four, five. He was five. Um, Deeply involved in the mind control agenda in SSP. He was an expert with, you know, spectrum weapons such as EM and frequencies and stuff like that. So for reasons of national security, this country has waterboarded me has caused me to die and come back from the dead on more than one occasion. And they've done movies about this as well, not about me, but they did movies. I think they called it Altered States. It was back in the 70s. So they've been doing this for a long time. My ancestor was a signer on the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. He was also a greedy, heartless, hidden Rothschild, and an occultist. Um, Anyway. The Guidestones were built on his plantation. So, yeah, I'm not real, real fond of this country. But at the same time, I did pray for it. Because obedience, I felt the Lord wanted me to do that. So, anyway, now it, all that's over. And i got to take a step back from, because this really weird political climate we're in, and it's no longer uh, two parties. It's never been that. It's always been two wings of the same bird. But the whole thing, um, if you look at this bizarre national thing on the left where, you know, these used to be the war protesters. Now they're the warmongers. It just, nothing makes sense anymore. Uh, Sean Penn, you know, got on today saying, you know, this you know, we needed to give more money. And there have been, I think it was Biden, maybe, I don't remember, it was earlier this week, saying that we need to start, you know, sending our people over there, our, our young men and women. So that's where we are. We're entering um, into an era of globalism as never before. So now that all that is out of the way, I want to talk about the locust and what they are. And I'm going to start with, at the beginning, I mean, there's been a lot of you that have heard me testify about this, and I'm going to go ahead and just do it very briefly, just for those that haven't heard me. I was living homeless in Chicago in an extended stay when I started um, experiencing some of the most intense, bizarre, paranormal phenomena. And I'm not talking about the dreamscape, because they've done that to me too, but I am talking about with my eyes in the physical, not in an altered state or a dream state or anything like that. It was 3D. And they began coming at me at my room. They were on my roof. They were sending um, frequencies, helicopters, you name it. I'm running around with a little girl with Down syndrome taking pictures to make sure I wasn't crazy. But then it went from there. And those are the seven years starting in 2000. Well, actually, it was the beginning of 2009 through 2014 that were, um, I feel, a foreshadowing of what is about to come to everybody. And, you know, I guess I got early. I was early to the tribulation party or something. But. What happened in those years was training by example for everything to come from the, the, the tribulation attacks to the technologies to the plasma weapons to the witchcraft showed me all the tactics and weapons of the enemy really happening in real time going to happen to everyone. So I really want to put this out here who these are, what they want, what they're doing, and um, that they're real. These are biologically based entities. The military calls them IBBEs or IBE for short. Um, They assign numbers to them. Some of them, they assign different codes for some of them. Um, So yeah, anyway, so right now, um, there are underground bases that the further down you go, the weirder it gets. And I know there's been people on Johnny's show that have testified to some of this, and I'm going to testify to some of this because I've been dragged down there, but I've also been dragged off planet. So as I'm writing this book, I'm trying to figure out what to call them. What do I call them? I mean, David Icke just calls them all reptilians. Um, The New Age calls them aliens and ascended masters. And I'd like to correct the New Agers right now to a more accurate term. They are descended bastards. They used to be, but they fell. And bastard is what Gabriel calls them in the Book of Enoch because that's what they are. They're illegitimate. So we've called them Nephilim. (laughs) Ten years ago, I never even heard of the word Nephilim or, you know, 15 years ago, whatever that was. But anyway... It's just now becoming understood. It's, you know, quickly a part human, part angel hybrid. They look like us, but have supernatural capabilities like shape-shifting, going invisible. They can go in and out of the dimensions like you are going in and out of, like you go in and out of your front door. Um, as far as the Nephilim DNA, many, many humans today carry this genome. However... Like Johnny was saying, your leaders are not human. So don't even expect them to be. I, I, you know, and it, it's because it's deception. You look at them, they look like they put their pants on one leg at a time, but um, no. They're shapeshifters. And when they get behind closed doors, they become who they really are. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, One of the first alters that I met, and I am a um, a child of three different kinds of mind control that I am now almost completely healed of. Every now and again, I'll find a little um, tidbit that hasn't been addressed, but um, one of the first alters I met was was one named Sarah, who had been used heavily off-planet in the off-planet projects from a very young age. Uh, She nicknamed these entities the Muppet Show um, because there's so many kinds. What do you call them? That's what she called them. She's a little girl. Um, She said to think of DNA like a box of Legos that contain the genetic codes for animal, insect, reptile, angelic, human, whatever, or any of the many, many species that are out there with the capability to mix it all up with supernatural abilities and um, some seriously fallen spirits that are also contained in these biological encasements. Ask yourself how many of these different beings can be built. There are endless possibilities. So, you know, it never ceases to amaze me when I see one I can feel them and I'll look and I'll say, oh my goodness, let's just, you know, go over there. Let's walk away from this thing. What are you talking about? No, that's not right. They walk among us, guys. They're everywhere. They're already here. And it's going to get more and more so. There are some that have already crossed through. And there's some that are still coming. There's some that are underneath us. There's some on the moon. There's some on Mars. There's some in other universes. I don't know where we got the idea. Well, I do know where we got the idea. Where we got the idea that we're alone here. The earth is the only one with intelligent beings. It is, if you say it to yourself, it sounds ridiculous. But that's exactly what we've all believed for years because we've all been programmed to believe that. We have a Bible Full of supernatural happenings, but we just somehow um, in our generation, oh that doesn't happen anymore that stops with with Jesus what if you say it out loud and really think about it, you will see how silly it sounds, but it's programming, so don't feel bad it's been drummed into you since the time you were itty bitty, that there were no monsters under the bed, that there was nobody chasing you down wherever you were, that this was all just in your head. Um, no. And also, there, you, you've got to kind of delineate between the flesh and blood kind and the evil spirits. Evil spirits are every bit as dangerous as the other kind, and the other kind can go invisible, so good luck separating them all out because you can't, and they all cluster together many times. I have seen colonies of them, whole colonies of them in other dimensions where they're just a cluster of everything that you could ever imagine. And then some. There are literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of different species of Satan seed line. Every one of them is um, a bastard or illegitimate, or rejected by the Most High. Uh, presently, I, I don't know if all of them, but most of them, the governments of the world have fallen to them. First, they came and deceived leaders such as Dwight Eisenhower. They made treaties. And they broke every single one of them. Um, when I first started waking up to all this, I um, I remember they had broken probably about 10 or 11 treaties at that time. They don't, they're liars. They're liars. And they come promising all this stuff and they do deliver some of it. But if they offer you a finger, they want your whole arm. You know, they, they, well, we just, we're a dying civilization. We just want to practice on your people, but we promise we won't hurt them and they won't remember a thing we've done. Mm-hmm. They abducted the people of this nation and many other nations and took their genetic material there. They, they put people together that should have never been together. They did horrible things on a social level that, It's going to take me a whole chapter of this book to describe. And I don't even know if I want to say it live because some of it's pretty gross. Ever ask yourself why technology exploded the way it did? It was was the trade. You know, they could experiment on the people of whatever nation And they would get the technology. The reality of our situation right now is that we've been infiltrated. Much of what you see in the way of celebrities, politicians, rulers are not human. Now, having said that, some are. And this is where plausible deniability comes in. They make sure that they can deny it. But there's going to come a time, and it's very clear in 2 Thessalonians, where all will be revealed. These beings have gotten very good at correcting the genetic issues, such as the giantism, the extra fingers. They want to replace us. That's what they want. And they're not going to get to do it, but they're going to make our life hell as they're trying. I mean, they've been terraforming this planet for a long time. It's called chemtrails. Um, Much of my dealings have been with the Dracos and the Syrian reptilians and some of the reptilians from Orion's Belt, the Grays. But I have memories of others, such as the Sasquatch and the bears. Um, And again, many of these are also shapeshifters and can appear as human whenever they want. I don't know about the Sasquatch, but many of these other more advanced, like the Dracos. As a matter of fact, I saw a Draco spirit today huge Draco spirit. Um, Many of you guys listening to me right now have seen these beings in your dreamscapes and you can't figure it out. If this is real, if it's not real, it's real. You might still be in your bed, but they have um connected into your consciousness and are messing with you. So, um, our military here in the United States have cataloged literally hundreds, if not thousands, of species. And so have the Russians, the Chinese, the Saudis, all of the developed nations. Um Yeah. Um, they make sure to select the most compromised in order to gain control, and they've done exactly that. they got control. Look at the chaos. Just look at it. So... <laughs> Using the term reptilian to apply to all is very difficult for me. But somehow this term is clearly understood as another species of bipedal intelligent creatures. I'm going to call them locusts because that's what the Bible calls them. There are so many names to describe these inhabitants. Uh, And I know, Johnny, you've had some really um, good shows with people that have got an expertise that is way Beyond mine, and I'll just go ahead and admit it. Um, There just blows my mind sometimes. So I just guess I'll have to accept that you know, remote viewing ancient civilizations at the age of seven is probably doesn't count uh, as expertise. I was a child, I suppose. Being sent to Mars at the age of eight doesn't count. I wonder if mapping out interdimensional coordinates counts. Um, I wonder if being in the Montauk trip seat counts. I mean, the military used me to find them. Okay, I'll just tell you how they did it real quick. They, um, I, I talked the last show about Tammy. Thought amplification mind interface. Basically, it's a brain scan. What they're doing is they are, um, you're reading. You're reading and so are they. They're reading your brain. They're seeing what pictures your brain puts out. They're they're, they're just and as the technologies grew, now they got AI that does it. So what they did is they scanned my brain to see what I was seeing when I was sent out to find these things. So that's how they did it. Um, I I think I tried to uh, label them as devils, which is D evil because they're all hostile and they mean us evil but that I think connotates uh, evil spirits so so for sure um, it's frustrating trying to communicate this stuff trying to warn and inform people that are so programmed they can't get past their own nose I don't really blame them because that happened you know They did it to me, and I didn't even know they did it to me until I was in my 50s. So we've all been programmed to disassociate from the reality of the supernatural, even when we see it with our own eyes. And when this stuff began to appear to me, I called it everything else in the book. Um, I'm a targeted individual. This is a plasma weapon. This is a hologram weapon. And true, some of it might be that but not when they got their hands around your neck and they're trying to choke you to death, not when they're driving implants into your feet and body. No, that's not a hologram. Now, if it is, it's a really good one. So um, so I get really frustrated with trying to communicate some of this stuff, particularly as a survivor of some of it, where you have been threatened with everything in the book, that if you tell, you know, you're, you're going to be in hell forever. You're going to be tortured. You're going to be this, that, and the other thing. And seeing as they've already done it to you, you believe them with all your heart. You're not going to be so stupid as to talk about it. Also, when you add to it the techno lockdowns of the implants, the denial programming, amnesic barriers, it, it, it's, it's, if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't have gotten past any of it. So I still struggle to this day. I have a very loud skeptic inside, so there's that. So what do we call these? Guys, I don't know. We can pick a word. And then any word. We're all going to be wrong. The mystery of iniquity is exactly that. It's a mystery. We can only see through the glass darkly. And that glass refers to the glass in between the dimensions, which is a kind of a mirror. But it's not a mirror. But it is, but it's not anyway. <laughs> um I have picked up shattered glass out of my backyard for years or so, not here, but when I was in Arkansas. So we see through this glass darkly. they see us just fine. yeah, I could have one in the room with me right now. Well, there isn't, but there was last night. I had to throw them out of here. Some of these uh species have um names that cannot be understood or pronounced in any known language. Uh, Judges 13 and 18, uh, Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, so what is your name that we may honor you when your word comes to pass? And the angel said to them, why do you ask my name? Since it's beyond comprehension. It's so strange. The mystery of iniquity is breaking into our homes, our jobs, our health. And yes, even into our churches, there is reptilians and these beings everywhere. Has there ever been a time on the face of this planet where lawlessness reigns supreme like it does now? I mean, the perversion and the, the murders and the robberies and the cover-up of the same. You talked about the Nuremberg Trials. That would be good, but I really am not holding my breath. This iniquity is snowballing and it's getting exponentially bigger all the time. You know, it says in Thessalonians, for the mystery of iniquity is already at work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. That is in the King James. You can look it up, you know, if if you want to read it in another translation. But basically what this means is that the Lord's not going to return until this man of sin is revealed. And what's happening right now, I feel, coming on the face of the planet is is he's rising. That's why all this lawlessness is happening. One of the translations for iniquity is lawlessness. I don't know of any other generation on the face of this planet and I suppose they were there and we just, you know, have kind of lost over it or something, but I don't think there has ever been a time on the face of this planet, outside of total anarchy, where it's as bad as it is now, and it's not going to get any better, guys. It's not. I pray that these revivals, you know, grab a hold of God's people that aren't in, you know, yet. They haven't come in yet. They need to come in. We got to go. I don't want to see any more of this. And by the way, I'm not just talking about the United States. It is all over the planet. The man of sin is about to be revealed, and a really good sign of that is the lawlessness that's all over the planet. I mean, our government has been completely infiltrated and corrupted. Our medical is completely infiltrated and corrupted. I have two disabled people that I'm a caregiver for. I cannot believe, I just can't believe the level of death care, because it's not health care. It is death care. They are they they just keep throwing chemicals. I mean, my husband went in the hospital in advanced stage con- congestive heart failure at the beginning of January and came out with COVID. And it was the I gave it to me, and I've had COVID twice, but this was from the people that were vaxxed shedding. I've never been so sick in my life. And the same goes for him. I don't, I don't even know how he survived it. And this is happening all over the planet. And this past summer when they were going ahead and approving the babies and the children to get these vaccinations. My heart was breaking then because I knew what was coming and it is coming. And what Stu Peters had to say was absolutely spot on. People are dying and children are dying and teenagers are dying. And anybody that has gotten this vax has put themselves at risk for two things. One of them is heart problems. And there's more than this. I'm just going to give you two of the big ones, heart problems, Well, yeah, and the neurological problems as well. And death. I have um, a fellow down the street that works on my car, and he went and he got the first one, because, you know, the people that did that were at the place where they trusted their government. That's why they went and did it. They would never lie to us. The rest of us knew better. So he went and got his whole This they, they all went and got, I think, the first one and then maybe the second one some of them got. They're all sick. They're all completely disabled. They can't work their jobs anymore. And so the other thing that's going to come out here real soon is the HIV. HIV is a huge part. It's encoded in the COVID, but it's certainly within the vaccinations. And I just read something today that... 500% increase in HIV in the military right now. What are they doing? They're weakening the American military. This is all they planned on doing this years ago. It's just all coming to pass now. This lawlessness is so heartbreaking to me. I, I, I watch some of these videos. I can't take too many of them because they just make me sick. But it's just one video after another of people getting shot in the head Women beating up women in in the most vile and brutal fashion. People going through malls, chopping heads off. I mean, this is crazy. This is nuts. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or word or mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Do not en- let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. That, again, is also Second Thessalonians second chapter. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing this right now. We're seeing the spirit, the spirit of this lawless one take over every nation. And if the spirit of the Lord isn't in you, you're fair game for this. And the evil spirits are everywhere. Their technologies are everywhere. Their EM is everywhere. Their poison is everywhere. Anyway. After spending decades trying to live a normal life, um, doing all that I knew to do, In the background of my life was a sabotage that was ongoing and never-ending. I have been abducted. I've been taken off the planet, under the planet, stalked, implanted, raped. I've had babies stolen out of my womb. I've been cloned. I've been in the trip seat of Montauk even when I was in kindergarten. I've been tortured over and over again at Rutgers University. I've been drugged, cattle prodded. I still have scars to this day and programmed. Again, I'm a victim of pedophilia, both at home and in the bases. And I've been dragged out of school, my bed, my home, and my life for decades. And I am a blood-bought child of God right now. So none of this is stronger than that. But clearly, I am so sick of these bastards in my life. I'd like them just, I want to forget about them altogether. But I'm afraid we're in a war. And we're going to continue to be in a war. We win it one battle at a time. We were born into enemy territory. We should not expect to be a member of the Bless Me Club, at least not right now. We should be expecting as soon as our feet are on the floor, the prayers are going up, and we're doing warfare on behalf of Jesus Christ and our friends and family and our brothers and sisters. And if we're not doing that, we better get right. Every time I testify to the reality of these, these beings, I get attacked every single time. And even, not even a half hour before this show, the helicopters are buzzing my house. I've never seen them come to the country. Sometimes I'm not even sure the helicopters are real, but that one was. I, I went out and looked at it. It's only through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ that we can get past this programming that's been put on all of us, you know, they've got y'all believing that, you know, this, this reality of these other beings and you know, timelines and realms and wor- worlds and planets and all these things. Oh, that's for Star Wars. Oh, that's science fiction. Now, isn't that clever? Taking the truth and turning it into fiction is just another programming fool. But the Lord Jesus Christ can get you past all that. I can't even watch TV anymore because it's boring. It's nothing like what I've seen. But a lot of us in our sleep are being programmed. You don't know they're doing it. Some of these dreams that you guys write to me about, a lot of times those are programming methodologies. Rebuke it when you wake up. I don't know what that dream was. I'm not going to let it get, you know, into my soul Lord Jesus, I'm asking you, that it's not a dream from you. I want you to show me what it is. And the Lord rebuke you if you're not from the most high God, the blood of Jesus. So what I think the Lord has given to me is an assignment. Communicate to you all about what is about to break out all over the place and is in fact already here. And I have said this over and over and over again. Some of you don't want to hear it no more. (laughs) But I have to keep saying it so maybe there's somebody out there listening that has not heard me say it. But when the locust come to your backyard, you better understand that you, child of God, have authority over it and you best learn how to use it. I didn't know how. I didn't know. The Lord sent me archangels to teach me. He's faithful. He is faithful. And that's one thing we better remember, that he is faithful. He even says, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? We're going to need to know what to do. You are going to need to know what to do. Even if you only can come up with three or four scriptures, memorize them, and put it into your arsenal now these biological ones are are different than evil spirits evil spirits just take off and uh, of course that's not strong enough the devil had to build something stronger and so he really likes digging into people and implanting their flesh to see if he can get them to be puppets but he also has these otherworldly beings, these locusts, that strip everywhere they go. And you can clearly read about in Joel 1 and Revelation 9. They're all in there. And by the way, I've seen them. I've seen them um, when all that was going on in those seven years. I've I've seen what they look like. I didn't know what I was looking like. I thought I was looking at um, (laughs) some kind of plasma tinkering. I thought I was targeted. I mean, I, I didn't know what to think. And neither are you. They bombard your eyes, your soul, everything. So this is why you have to get these scriptures because guess what? They don't want to be around you, these evil ones. They recoil from a child of God. They they don't want to, but they'll do it. They'll do it particularly if you're asleep and they can't be um, attacked or taken out by you. That's why they attack you in your sleep. And if you're awake. And the other thing you can do is ask the Lord before you go to sleep, those of you that have a lot of dreams, to ask the Lord when you're in a dream and you're being confronted, and, and they a lot of times look like people in our dreams, and they look like people you know a lot of times. Um, they have been studying each and every one of you since the day you were born. They know you better than you know yourself. Um, there's that. So before you go to sleep, ask the Lord to show you what to do when confronted with these beings. Ask the Lord to send angels into your dreamscape to help you. He's done that for me more than once. Um, So, it doesn't matter how godly you think you are. And I want to be very clear on this. There is no judgment in what I have to say. I just know that they don't care. They're in rebellion. And if you think you have some kind of magic bullet that they're going to take three steps away from you, well, maybe there's some of you like that, but most of us are not. If you, if you think what has happened to me because there's sin in my life or my bloodline, hey, there's sin in everybody's life and all of you came from a bloodline somewhere. All of you have generational curses in your bloodline somewhere. It's best to be working on that right now. There's a lot of good material out there, how to deal with these things. I can recommend some. If you want to write me, I will recommend some things that act really well for me. Um, One of them is The Dangerous Prayers um, by Francis Miles. That's a wonderful book. But anyway. This particular month for me was one of much prayer and fasting and intercession. I even had one whole day of pure hell. And I'm going to include this in our discussion tonight because I think it's a concept that we all have to reason together with the Lord about. I had one day of pure hell I was wrestling with this hideous thought that the Lord allowed the torture and rape of my body, soul, and spirit. Just shredded my soul. Because if this is true, then it's the very worst betrayal ever. I wanted to die that day. Seriously, if my perfect, loving Abba father, the only daddy I've ever known, sat back and allowed this, then he's a willing participant. It's the same as those people taking videos of people getting shot in the head. No. So after hours of torturing myself like this, the Lord brought me to the place where I realized that clearly this is absolute garbage and a total misunderstanding of the scripture. Torturing Elena is not a spectator sport for my king. Let's just be real clear. He held himself and he went through it with me and he delivered me time and time again. He even sent archangels, and I have two clear memories of archangels, and my daughter, who has Down syndrome and is nonverbal, even called them out. He didn't allow this. Evil men who should have been protecting me did. These monsters chose to follow the way of mammon, of greed, of power, of sorcery, of magical technology, of war, and of Satan. This was their choice, not the Lord. It is Satan that makes people into puppets. He and his buddy Toast, who is the author and the brains of mass mind control. And just look at what this technological rape of humanity is doing to us all. The Lord gave us the good and perfect gift of free will. He wants us to be free to choose him and to come to him on our own. He wants us to choose his will for us. He wants us to choose to be holy and set apart unto him. He does not interfere with the gift of free will unto men. And quite frankly, I don't think he interferes with with these other species either, these wicked fallen things. He will intervene if he asks them. And even then... It's a process that he always wins. He always wins that process. He was with me through every last bit of it. And he sent his mighty warriors to rescue me more than once. And my life is a testimony to his faithfulness. And there is a scripture. It's Isaiah 63 and 9. And this is for all of us that have been picked on and traumatized and tortured and programmed and compromised and beat up and be treated like piece of garbage everywhere we went. The Lord was with us. In all of their distress, he too was distressed. And an angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. This is Isaiah 63 and 9. So why did all this happen to me? Why? You know I, I, I so many of you, when you write me, I so why why, why does he hate me? Why would he allow that? Why would he not intervene more? My life was made an experiment in order for the Lord to place a prophet's mantle on my very small, incapable human shoulders for such a time as this. I'm quite certain some of you guys are rolling your eyes at me, and that's fine. I do, too. I do. Yeah, I told the Lord, I don't want a prophet's meal. I know. I know what they do to them. And the Lord says to me, but, yeah, what about what they did to you? Again, clearly he called me to be one of the early ones at the tribulation party. The enemy thought to use me and my giftings. And when I first came out um, of the programming and the mind control, I gave them back. I said, here, I don't, I don't know where these came from and I don't want them. And one of those is a seer gift. The Holy Spirit that away from the enemy and then anointed my spirit, quote-unquote man, to be about my father's business. The enemy tried to steal my seer And I just told you what they used it for. They used it for remote viewing. They used it to find coordinates, interdimensional coordinates. They used it to find where some of these beings are hiding out. They used it where some of these beings are hiding out off planet. Yeah, they used it. They also tried to compromise my purity and they beat the living daylights out of me until my spirit was lifeless and my soul was shattered. But you know what the enemy accomplished with all that? You know what he accomplished? I needed to do it anyway. Now I am dead to myself and alive to Christ. And you know what? All that the enemy does to us means it's our story for his glory. Every crown that he is going to give us, we are going to throw at his feet. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Well, let's stop right there for a minute. And we'll preach on this for a bit. I have talked to some of you, and you're like, I'm so sick of this. He's not answering my prayers. I just don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just, I just, this time in our life calls for perseverance. This is where we show the Lord what we're made out of. This is where we show him our integrity and our character and our faith and our hope. And we look to him in spite of everything else falling down around our head, in spite of the enemy doing all the things that the enemy does. We look to him and we bear down and we, we pull out that pit base where we fight down and we don't let go until we get our answer. That is what these days require. And anything else, you're going to fall by the wayside, and I don't want any of you to do that. So why would the Lord want to use an SRA like that? Ah, that's a good question. I've asked the same thing many times for years. I don't ask questions no more. I just submit. He gave me my seer back and added a prophetic anointing. Please hear me. Please, please Hear me. What is coming on the face of this earth? I have seen. It is real. And right now we will need to hang on to our faith, to our salvation with all we got. We're asking the Lord every day for a double portion of his spirit to get you through. You need his fire. You need his help. It is so hard not to be deceived by what we see with our eyes. We are in the days of the great delusion, and deception is running at flood stage, and the antidote for that is discernment. We need to be asking for that every morning as well. And again, once again, what happened to me in those seven years in Chicago and Arkansas was prophetic. What happened to me in those years will happen to all, particularly if you're a Christian Christian are going to target you because they know if anybody has the chance of fighting back, it's you. They are going to target you with everything they got. They're going to start with targeting the law-abiding, the people that are scratching their head at why they are going to prison for calling out the pedophiles in the schools. The lawful are being called domestic terrorists. That's where they're starting, guys. They're starting with that kind of stuff. And they're just going to keep moving right on in to Christianity because after all, you oppressed the homosexual agenda forever. Forever. If you've ever been around homosexuals and I have they hate Christians with a passion As a matter of fact all you got to do is go on you know one of the social media you know the YouTube shorts I wouldn't recommend TikTok because I think it's spyware but and they also um upload to, to YouTube so and there are plenty Plenty of so called gay preachers on there. And if you take a hardline stance against perversion, abortion, and all of these things that you know are an abomination and grieve your father's heart against Big Pharma, who are just basically a bunch of occultists, you're a target. Ask yourself these content creators that were trying to bring the truth. What happened to them? I just heard something really depressing. There's a a fellow that I watch on YouTube from time to time. His name is Gary. He's on the Next News Network. He has a couple million followers. They demonetized him yesterday or the day before, a couple days back. We live in a time where nobody wants to hear the truth. They want to hear the lies. And unfortunately, I think a lot of these people that are calling themselves they, them, are basically sporting some kind of um, nephilim, demonic infestation. I have never seen such hatred coming out of young people in my life. Where everything that is said to them, they invert it. And they go off. They, I, I've never seen anything like this. And I remember the days of the Vietnam War protests. I, I've never seen anything like this. So um, this is coming on the face of the earth. And let me just kind of give you a quick glimpse of what happened. I had almost three years in the Chicago area, at which point some of these things began to Materialize um, outside my window of the extended stay, uh, some of them um, i I can't even begin to describe some of the beings that I saw. Some of them um, were uh, antimatter. Anthony patch has since um, been very, very clear about what and, and he nailed it. I've seen them. I took pictures of them. That's one kind. Um, Again, you have all these different kinds of shapeshift, but you're not going to know what they are because they look like people. So um, that happened, and then the Lord took me to a wilderness, and it looked like a good place to be. It wasn't. I was safe, though. I was safe from the witches and the warlocks and the gang stalking and the curses and their insects and all of their weapons that they rolled out on me. I was safe. Yes, sometimes I got sick from it. Yes, sometimes, you know, there was weird, weird, weird things going on, which is disturbing to the soul. But if you make up your mind now that you know it's going to get weird, you'll be way ahead of the game. Because what I was surrounded by were people that denied that this was happening. Even when I showed them pictures, they wouldn't even look at them. They wouldn't even look at them. And and here's poor me. I think I'm going crazy, right? I'm, but, you know, here's the thing. If you think you're going crazy, you're probably not. Crazy people don't question their sanity. <laughs> So um, decide right now that it's going to get bizarre, and don't let it bother you. They're beneath you. They are way, way, way beneath you. And I don't care how high up they think they are, kings, queens, whatever they are. They are way beneath you, humble child of God. Maybe you live in a one-room extended stay. The Lord sent me an archangel They were beneath me and had to go So I will continue On my blog I have been working at pulling up my journals My images They've they've, they've, they've uh, made sure They've erased quite a few of them But I've still got some good ones To put up on my blog And I am writing a book And um, I will be publishing it one chapter at a time on a site called Substack and um, also reading it on a uh, podcast. So, and this is for you. They are not going to be happy with me and they're going to give me a hard time and I don't care. The Lord is with me and they're going to have to move, get under my feet and get behind me. I got work to do, and so do you. Every one of you that call yourself a child of God and are filled, with the Holy Spirit, you have a very high calling. You are here for such a time as this. Coming up this weekend is Purim. Now, I know I'm, I'm not saying suggesting to get all legalistic with the Jewish feast, but this one is particularly special because it's about deliverance. From the hand of a wicked, wicked ruler, you fast, and then you feast. I love that, and I am going to participate. So um, you might want to look into that a little bit for your own um, weekend coming up. So God bless you. Um, Yes, I know I sound like a whack job, but I don't care, because all of us are going to see that this is the truth eventually. You have a whole Bible full of happenings such as this. What was happening in the time of Noah is the same as this. Starting about the mid-1800s, they got everybody to believe. If you couldn't discern it with the five senses, it wasn't real. And it was a figment of your imagination. And um, you're probably crazy. And... um, They began to shut down even the imaginations of a couple generations, and then it just trickled down from there. Some of your people, like J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings, and by the way, what they put up is Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, would be totally disturbed, absolutely, totally against what they have done. So there's that. Um, But what they were doing was pushing back against the rationalism of the 1800s, because they felt when people's imaginations became closed, they could no longer pray. They can do it. And that's true. They could no longer be storytellers. They could no longer be poets or artists. And all of a sudden, this abstract, horrible art became an abstract, dissonant music. Horrible stuff became accepted as brilliant when it was anything but a two-year-old that could do better i mean you got a guy he rolls out a canvas and he throws a bunch of plate balls at it and oh that's art that could go for three million dollars just like hunter hunter stuff is a joke the real artists if they're out there um they don't really get recognized too much they turned classics such as, you know, not that he was a good guy, but he was still brilliant, such as Mozart and Beethoven into rap music, guys. Not that rap music is completely bad, but I would say about 98% bad because what that is is psychic driving. It's repetitive, repetitive repetitive, um, degraded speech. A lot of your rappers are openly serving Satan right in front of your face. Now, the Grammys, if that wasn't enough for you, that that fellow was um, inhabited by Lucifer himself. Sucking all the energy out of his audience. And what was odd was the Rihanna one at the Super Bowl was the female version of that, so yeah, they're telling you he's rising, and she was pregnant. I thought that was a really nice touch. So um we're looking at the birth of the revealing of the man of sin, and those labor pains are coming closer and closer and closer, and many of us are screaming in pain, but for the joy set before us, we're going to persevere, and we're going to press through, we're going to see our prayers answered, we're going to see our Lord return and get us, we're going to get off this wretched planet until it can be redeemed. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne of grace and mercy, and I ask, Father, for a blessing on each and every one of our listeners tonight. In Jesus'
3: name, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you again, as always, Sister Elena, for joining us tonight and, and sharing all this with everybody. This is, um, you know, it's very revealing and and uh, uh, and you know, um, what do you know? Now, do you know what the title of your book is going to be yet?
5: No, I got
0: a working title, but I don't really know what the title is. Um, the working title is the experiment. Okay. Um, but I'm All sure right. well, there's going God. to be a, another line. But I'm I'm a few chapters in. It's going to take me a bit. But I'm going to start publishing it one chapter at a time. Yeah. Good.
3: Good. Yeah. I know. I, Gary Wayne did a, a little bit of that. Uh, there's a couple of different authors that do that. Uh, Tom Horn has some books where he did that. Praise God. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So, mm-hmm. folks, again, realms of hope com Again, that's realms, R-E-A-L-M-S, of hope, at wordpress.com. Praise God. Thank you, Elena. always such a blessing to have you join us. Uh, Your experiences, as much as you've suffered through them, uh, are being used to touch people's lives, to awaken them to the macabre situation that we're surrounded by and so many are blinded by in the midst of the lies and it's really important for folks to be aware of the magnitude of the darkness and the imminence of our you know you know our our ultimately our departure which is where our hope comes from praise god so thank you again always for uh joining us and uh sharing all this with us i know it's a lot of it's not
0: pleasant it's very to like, hard. recall and have to go over <laughs> right i start shaking i won't lie i start shaking but you know what I'll do it. I'll plow through. That's <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I have not been through anything like you've been through, but I can tell you if I go back and revisit the stuff I did go through, <laughs> I'm
0: right yeah. there with you, Jacob.
4: <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Oh, boy. But, I mean, but anyway, God bless you, you,
0: We Okay. God bless you.
3: Okay, God, okay. God bless you, and thank you for joining us, folks. It is Wednesday, March thank the God. first, and we will be seeing you at seven p.m. this Friday for the Friday night prayer vigil, God willing, and um, all is well. You get praying, get drawing closer to the Lord. Now is the time to spend as much time in the secret place of Most High and be in praise uh, with the Lord, because the eminence of our departure is upon us. So God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sister Elena, for joining us, and we will see you Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Friday Night Prayer Vigil and Communion Service. God bless you all.
6: shall see my glory